Welcome to NFT Rebels, the podcast where technology, creativity, education, and non-fungible experiences meet each other. It's me, Annie Alexander, and in each episode, me and the Rebels will have a real unscripted talk, share genuine opinions, and show raw emotions. Should we start? Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome to the NFT Rebels. Um, it's Annie Alexander, and today we're going to have a very important topic. And I think, like, you know, you should take notes or watch the replay. Simona is uh, in the studio. We're going to talk about safety and security and make sure that you guys know the basics, have the basics covered, and uh, I think it's a very important topic. And uh, yeah, Simona, thanks so much for having time to to join me today. Thank you, Annie. Thank you so much. I'm very happy to be here and to talk about this topic with you. Yeah, I know. I, I remember Simona. I mean, I, I met Simona on Twitter Spaces. Um, that was kind of, you know, where we discovered each other. And I remember how much value she was bringing to the spaces by providing advice. And and later on after that, I also remember that many people who unfortunately uh, were scammed, um, had some issues with their wallets, uh, were getting into troubles. Everyone was recommending saying, oh, check out, you know, with Simona, see if she can help you, you know, check out if, if there's anything that can be done. So, uh, so Simona has been um, a, a very uh, valuable member of the NFT community. And, and I think it's um, that whole big experience of, um, working in the cybersecurity space before getting into NFTs. And also the fact that Simona is also an NFT artist, which means that she completely understands where we are coming from and she's walking in our shoes as well. I think that combination is ideal for NFT creators um, to, to, yeah, to basically speak with someone like you. Yes, thank you, Annie. Yeah, um, it's, it's valuable to have such an experience in this space right now. Uh, I come from the cybersecurity world, as you said. So my experience, I have 16 years now in cybersecurity. I, I used to work for corporates. Till August 2020, I used to work for corporates. And the last one, I was there for 11 years. I was head of cybersecurity for them. And their business was online payment, so digital payments. Oh, wow. So yeah. I know about what's going on on the internet and what has been, let's say, uh, around cybersecurity for uh, corporate that are exposed to the internet. And so when I joined the NFT space, I left my job in August 2020 to become an artist full time. <laughs> and, and so I did. So I became an artist. <laughs> but um, I knew about crypto since 2010. And uh, I love crypto. I, I love the centralization and the concept, the philosophy behind it. I think it's uh, the future for humanity. We are very, very early. It's not just something that you say. It's really that. And um, and so I thought, okay, combination of the two, the art and the and the crypto, is NFT right now. So why don't I join this space? And so I joined, and it was February uh, 2021. 
And since the first day, I met uh, a lot of very nice people and artists and collectors that I really like. And unfortunately, uh, they get scammed a lot. <laughs> and so, yeah. but what I what I was seeing is uh, very simple things. So it's not that complex. Uh, the techniques are always the same. They, they, mm, the criminals are using the techniques that they were using 10 years ago, or 15 years ago. And so uh, is everything the same all the time? And I thought, okay, I can help these people very easily. And so I start helping everyone. Everyone that was uh, trying to avoid to be scammed, I had like a I was in these uh, groups online, uh, Telegram and Twitter groups and Discord. And so I was there and I people knew that what I was coming from. And so if they received a link, they just sent me a screenshot to say, is this legit? And I was uh, checking for them in a few seconds. I was saying, no, this is a scam. This is legit. And so I was trying to help them. Uh, and then uh, when people instead got scammed and they they were tricked, I had them to recover identities. Like for a, for an artist, it's not only the Ethereum or NFT that you lose the problem. It's mainly your identity on the platforms. And so that was the main the main problem in the community where I was uh, part of. Uh, people were artists were losing their identities uh, when they get, got 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 scammed, and so I started to uh, to explain how to work with OpenSea, how to migrate your identity, how to do it in the let's say less painful way, mm -hmm. uh, and I start uh, helping all these uh, artists to do that. And then uh, it was August uh, 2021 when. Uh, I was helping a big collector in the space that lost the seed phrase and oh, wow. a few waves. So it was around $250,000 that he, he lost and uh, we were a team helping him. And uh, I was uh, discussing with him uh, how to not get scammed again. <laughs> Usually when I help someone, I have like a one-to-one -one afterwards saying, okay, this is the aftermath. So what you can do better and what type of strategy you can use to prevent this in the future. And uh, usually it's one or two or three hours chatting. It depends on the skills of the person. Some people are very smart and they, they just learn very fast. Mm -hmm. For others, it's more difficult. So it depends on who you have in front of you. And uh, while I was talking to him, he said, why don't you write down all this stuff that you are explaining? And so I I wrote a book about it uh, on how to not get scammed. <laughs> so it's an introduction to not get scammed. And I dropped it as, a, as an NFT. And many people are asking me why it's not on Amazon. Uh, because it's for NFT artists and collectors. It's not for the public that don't understand yeah. maybe the environment. I love to help the community and to to give the information inside the community. So that's why is a is a is a drop on an Ethereum blockchain. And uh, with that, um, I also had the opportunity to uh, to help uh, some artists. That sometimes you know you help someone and is in a very vulnerable state, and sometimes they are from very poor countries like from mm -hmm. Africa 
or from Russia, and they don't even have the money to remint their first piece on OpenSea or to uh, to re uh, verify their account. So yeah. uh, in that way, I also had the opportunity to help them and to to help them to remint the first piece, and then to help them with Twitter Space or, or Clubhouse at the beginning to just promote their art and the meaning of what they do. And it's been a very great journey. And the last part has been really interesting because uh, like three months ago, yeah, three months ago, I met a collector that I was helping that he became very sensitive uh, on the subject uh, because he is so, he's a big collector and he saw so, so many artists that he was collecting to get scammed and to lose wallets and, and and that is really a struggle for a collector as well to see if they love what uh, the art and the and the artists mm-hmm. that they uh, they collect from. And so he was asking me to help all these people. And then uh, we said, okay, why don't we create like a DAO uh, where we can uh, uh, we can just a, a no profit uh, organization that can help uh, to spread information mm-hmm. and uh, to prevent. So is a prevention way is a way to prevent people from getting scammed, and so uh, we invited few artists that we really think have the right uh, values and mentality, mm-hmm. a few collectors, and we are creating this now. So is the Anchor DAO, the one that uh, is on the intro uh, is the logo. I designed the logo, so I'm very proud of that. <laughs> but is um, is a a group of artists and collectors that share the same value and the value are honesty first of all mm-hmm. and freedom of artistic expression so uh, in a decentralized world we should aim for that we we shouldn't be uh, yeah. we are criticizing uh, um, point of views and uh, being uh, let's say in the council um, mentality that we yeah. see around the world right now so we are for freedom of artistic expression. So art yeah. is something else. Yeah, I, th- I think it's very important because um, even in this space, some people sort of, you know, act as if they know better or they know more and they start sort of criticizing or putting some certain sort of, you know, um, opinions about people's art. And, uh, um, and, and I feel like that's not really doing so good to the community itself because I feel like the beauty of this community is that it's so diverse and and you end up seeing so many different art um, styles and art expressions which you wouldn't otherwise see in any gallery because the critiques and gallery owners and everyone else, you know, uh, don't think that it's art per se, right? So I feel like the beauty of it is is that freedom of expression, being able to do whatever you want, whether it's, you know, um, uh, in line with classic art sort of guidelines and rules or whether it's like completely something different or uh, many artists come up with stuff that hasn't been done before. And, and I think that's that's really great to to see things evolve and experiment and end up with the completely new formats and new styles and and why not so i think that's that's the exciting side of it and killing it doesn't really make sense for sure um so 
so yeah i mean um it's been a, an exciting journey as you mentioned um Unfortunately, in this space, uh, as you said, there are lots of bad actors who end up uh, exploding the fact that NFTs, unlike DeFi, for example, um, mainly has users that are don't have the crypto background and are not used to everyday uh, things that DeFi users already know and have been doing for years. So, um, so many artists don't even have that basic understanding of kind of you know the the very key rules of the things that you're su- not supposed to do or you're supposed to do to 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 keep safe. So, um, if we start going going kind of step by step through the process let's say you know just, let's just take any new nft artist a new artist who comes into the nft space obviously most probably some of the people tell him which platform to go to i presume 90 percent of the people will get the advice of getting a metamask wallet as as a start um so the first steps, like, okay, let's say it's the MetaMask wallet for, for the beginning. Um, how do you start? How do you make sure that while you are using that MetaMask wallet, and probably we also should talk about when and how you use MetaMask wallet and what else do you need to use, you know, <laughs> together yeah. with it. Um, but let's start just with the MetaMask, like the basic stuff that definitely needs to be done to ensure that at least, you know, that MetaMask wallet is relatively safe. Um, and what are the things that, you know, you should be really worried about or cautious about when you do stuff with your MetaMask? Yeah, uh, it's true that people, the first step, uh, they don't know what, what to do. They just install MetaMask. <laughs> That's typical. Then they get scammed because maybe they have a virus on their laptop or they use pirate software with backdoors and they lose completely the configuration and, and from, from MetaMask or they save their seed phrase online on in digital. So that, that is the typical case of a new artist that comes to the space after a month, they get uh, burned and then they start uh, understanding how to do properly <laughs> this thing. My suggestion okay, is... So, so the first thing you mentioned was basically don't don't keep your seed phrase in any digital never, format. Yes, never, okay. never keep it in a digital format, in any type of digital format, not photos, not don't save it on a, on a WhatsApp message or an email not uh, not on a, a password vault like one password never digital your seed phrase should not be in in any digital form ever if it's digital can be hacked easier if it's on a paper or metal uh, it can be seen by people around you but the limit, the target is very limited if it's digital the entire internet can get it <laughs> uh, okay. with a vulnerability with uh, anything that can you use a lot of software any type of code can have any type of vulnerability that you still don't know or, or that has not been publicly discovered that vulnerability can allow an attacker to go into your system and get whatever they want and usually that is how it happened uh, most of the time it can come from a, a virus that you download from the internet through the most common uh, vector of attack, 
in the NFT space and on the internet in general, that is between 70 and 90% of every single attack comes from social engineering. Mm -hmm. Social engineering or phishing is a technique uh, for which, um, you know, the technology that we use is really strong. People think the technology needs to evolve. Really, the technology is not the problem. Uh, the weakest link uh, in the chain is in the human psychology. And this is where the attacker will go first. So in, this, in the NFT space, I think is even more than 90% uh, of the, all the attacks that come through that channel. How it works? It works by uh, exploiting um, our psychology using psychological triggers. For the NFT space in, in particular, uh, one of the most common uh, among artists is uh, the willingness to be seen. So if someone comes to your uh, messages or, or on Twitter, on DMs or Discord, whatever channel you use, saying, I love your art. I really love your art. I want to buy it. And so second, second psychological trigger, financial gain. I want to buy it and I have four Ethereum to spend. Can you help me to buy some of your NFTs? Because I'm new. Third uh, psychological trigger, uh, you want to help someone that doesn't know how to do something. So uh, because we are good people, <laughs> if someone comes to you saying, I need your help, you want to help usually. And so if you get a message like that, you have already in one line, three different triggers. And so if you are not uh, vulnerable to the first, you definitely are vulnerable to one of these three. They know that because they have been using that for many, many years through uh, a towards company and corporates. So they know how to behave. And the artist is much, much easier to scan because uh, the, it's the first time they are exposed to this type of uh, techniques. And uh, just to mention, if you are a collector, <laughs> uh, what they use, is FOMO. So FOMO is the, the most common in NFTs, uh, not just uh, collectors only, but even artists that do a little bit of collecting. And mm, there are many different types of FOMO that, uh, that can be used. Phishing uh, through, uh, like for example, um, a copy of a, a legit collection on OpenSea. So if you have a fake copy of a collection and they send you a link, this was very common last year. Yeah. That is typical. Right now, what is really, really common is free mint. So you get a free mint. You are mentioned in a tweet by a scammer. So, uh, so they mention you uh, below the, the main tweet uh, is a group of scammers that are doing that. There is a link where you, you can claim your free mint. You connect your wallet. And once you do that, uh, very, very simple. They simply uh, send you a message to sign. You think you are signing uh, the fact that you are minting a new NFT, but uh, is not. You are signing the approval for them to take your NFT from the wallet. Usually, it works like this. As soon as you connect, uh, they have your wallet ID, and they can scan your wallet to see if you have any valuable NFT. They have a list of NFT that are very valuable and they want to get. And so mm -hmm. they have pre-prepared the script so that if you have, for example, a word of women, there is a script ready that will ask you to sign an approval 
for them for to have spender yeah. on world of women. You say yes, your world of women are gone in a few seconds. <laughs> so this is so, how it works. So a question in that case, uh, are there yeah. any ways, like how do, you know, obviously we have all seen that pop up for the signature approval. Um, how does relatively new person, um, how can they see what they are actually approving? Is there an easy way to understand, like, as you said, like, you know, if I'm approving to move any world of women from my wallet, it's it's somewhere there that says that, right? Uh, so how do I says see that? Yeah, you can see that uh, there is a, usually the most common or everything can be tricked, okay, in, uh, in, in the software side of the, if you yeah. use MetaMask, you are already a little bit at risk. So, but uh, usually you have a part of the message, it's saying uh, approval for all, these three words. You look for those three words inside the message. If you see that, you don't want to do that if you are minting an NFT. If you mint an NFT, what you should see is the name of the website on top and the website should be exactly the same of the one where you are in at, the, at that moment where you are logged in. And then you should, uh, you should see a contract or a wallet that is uh, the one we are, you are interacting with. Okay. Mm, okay. Uh, if, if at some point you see a contract that is a World of Women contract and you are on a free meeting that doesn't matter, why <laughs> you so, should so check basically, that basically the contract number should be the one that is for the minting of that collection the free minting check yes. it on ether scan before approving that signature. yeah but usually you don't see even a contract you see a wallet id of the scammer uh, that is asking for approval and the contract of your valuable nfts so it's easy to spot okay what you take you copy that contract you put it on OpenSea. And you see if it's a World of Women contract, a Board Ape Yacht Club or Doodles or whatever. It, it says the name on, on Etherscan, so it's very easy to recognize. I see that. Uh, so basically when you said yeah. FOMO, if it's a free mint or if it's like, you know, really hyped project and people go there and they really want to do things fast, they just, you know, click on stuff without really looking yeah. or checking. And that's one of the, you know, um, vulnerabilities there when they are in a rush and they just do things yes. fast to, to make sure exactly. that they are on time, right? Okay. Yes, yeah. but there are so many other ways to to not uh, be in that in that position where you have already uh, that message, because um, you have so many uh, clues that you can use before getting to the free mint insight to spot that that is not uh, that is not the right uh, the right the right collection, and first of all, check who is tagging you. Do you know that person? If he's tagging you and you don't know him, uh, that means uh, that is a first first clue. Okay, why this person is tagging me, and I don't know him. Check it's the like account. A noble, generous person. <laughs> Just <Yes. want laughs> you to make happy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, then if you check the your account, uh, the your Twitter account, uh, you will see uh, how many uh, people you have in common, how many followers do you have in common, yeah. 
Uh, if they have 20,000 followers, that doesn't mean they are legit because you can buy followers very easily. But if you check the followers, you will see that if they are not NFT followers, uh, they have random names, random picture and description or fake accounts. You yeah. will spot them uh, if you do a little bit of exercise every day to spot the scammer. In a couple of days, you are going to be very fast to see them. Is mm -hmm. uh, very, very clear. Usually, they never, if you go to the history of their tweets, you will never see a tweet written by them. It's always a retweet of someone else. So you will see the history of retweets and that's all. They never talk. Or if they they speak, they speak once or they speak about the scam that they are doing right now to you. That's that's always the case. Got and it. then if if it's um if they want to clone uh, an original uh, an original uh, collection, like a free mint for Bored Ape, you can always check the official account of board apes and see if there is any free mint so before clicking on the free mint that is really unlikely no one is going to to give you nfts like that so yeah so, saying that though um some of the big accounts twitter accounts have been hacked recently um yes. so i think the noun dao uh, had had that issue um another project had that issue so sometimes even even that may may be yeah. a bit tricky to spot until yeah, you find out that it was hacked. Yeah. So yeah, yes, uh, yeah. <laughs> true. And I can tell you why it's happening. Um, in January, there was a data leak uh, from Twitter. Uh, mm. So uh, a lot. I I don't I don't know the exact number, but around a few million accounts uh, on Twitter. Uh, with email uh, were uh, disclosed. So there was this data leak, not the password, the email and the identification of the person. But, uh, and that was sold on the dark web. Uh, so it's for sale, so you can buy it. And if you buy that, those accounts, you have information, identity information about people on Twitter. If you look a little bit further, and you have an email, you can maybe find the password for that email because any system that is on the internet had at one point a data leak. So you can find password on the dark web for any account. So a little bit of research from, if you are a, a, an hacker uh, and a criminal, you, you, you do that. So you look for passwords uh, and people usually use the same password everywhere. And they don't use a double factor of authentication. <laughs> so uh, at that point, it's easy to, 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 to get. Yeah. And, and I yeah. think for 2FAs, um, also, uh, you know, some people use SMS as an option. And there is this SIM card sort of, you know, you can yeah, duplicate the clone. SIM card mm -hmm. to clone it. And, and that's another factor. So like Google Authenticator is... Is a better option, or uh, or are there any better ones? When when you set up two yeah. FA, what how do you need to set it up to make sure that it's okay? The it's order good? of let's say what is the worst uh, and what is the best. If you don't have any, that's the worst, absolutely the worst, because you can lose your yeah. account very easily. Okay, so always on every single account that you own that you use for social media for for 
NFTs, for crypto in general, you should have a double factor of authentication always. Yeah. Even an SMS. There is a way to lock your SIM card and to make sure that no one can clone it. And uh, I have a checklist, uh, a specific checklist in the book where I I explain step-by-step how to do that. I can summarize very, very quickly. Uh, uh, your provider of the um, of your let's say mobile um, telephone number of your SIM card usually uh, can give you the opportunity, the option uh, to not have eSIM enabled for your account uh, mm-hmm. and to clone the account. Uh, Usually, if you call them and you give them a few details about your date of birth or uh, any any type of uh, personal information, they allow that. But there is an option to not allow that through phone calls or digital medium. You have to go on a, in a physical shop with your ID card. Uh-huh. So do that. Uh, and that prevents the cloning part. If you can't have any other method an SMS is still an option, but you have to do this. Mm-hmm. And uh, almost every every telco allow that, every mobile company allow that. So mm, disable the opportunity to have a, a SIM card cloned. Uh, and if you lose your mobile phone, you go to your shop and uh, physically with your ID and, and that's it. However, is not the best way to to get a second factor. The mm, the mm, a better way is to have a, a mobile app like Google Authenticator or Oti. Oti is another one and is a universal one. There is also Duo. There are many. You can choose the best that you think is uh, better for you. But if uh, most many people use Google Authenticator, that is good enough. When I see tweets of people saying, oh, you have to have a, a, a key, um, a physical key for the authentic uh, double factor, that is a, a plus, okay? Most of the people, 99% of the people, they don't have even Google Authenticator. So mm-hmm. if, you, if you have that, um, you can avoid most of the problem. Then there is the, the key, the physical key. There are different vendors. There are, if you work for a company, uh, corporate usually you have that to log in on your on your company systems. If you so, is it something bank, like a token um, that generates yeah. uh, a key every yeah. time? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Got it. Mm-hmm. It's like for uh, usually or online Europe banking and, US, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Online banking, they use that. So, it's okay. a physical key. And um, there are different vendors, and that uh, that is the most secure way. So it's even more secure than the uh, the app, Open the mobile app, okay. the authentication. Yeah. Uh, what uh, what could be a problem of the mobile app is that maybe you use Twitter and the and the double factor of authentication on the same device, and if you use it on the same device, and that device has a remote control mechanism from an attacker, they get access to both. Oh dear. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, usually, oh, yes. uh, what you have to think about is that you need to have something that you know that is the yeah. password and something that you have that is a token that is a Google authenticator on a different device. 
So you have a, a different device. It's something that you own. And that is the second factor. It could be a key, like the physical key. It could be a mobile phone with your authenticator. And then something that you are, and that is the next level, but uh, that is the bio. So if you have also a device, for example, a key, where you have a generated code that is physical, but to get that code, you have to have a fingerprint on it, is your uh -huh. bio. That's the next level. And incorporates where I used to work uh, that was online, it was uh, payment, uh, we had to have the best way. So this is the best way. But in NFTs, if you even have the SMS at the moment is good enough, it, with the, uh, the, post, the mechanism that I explained to not have your SIM card clone, the best way right now um, is uh, the Google Authenticator. If you can buy a key, buy a key. But the second factor of authentication is very, very important. So. Mm -hmm. And one, one other suggestion that people forget, uh, they enable the second factor. And then uh, if you on Twitter, for example, or Instagram, you get the, the secret codes that are the backup codes. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Because if you lose the phone, you have those. And they save them online. Some people, they save them online and anyone that can see those codes, they can log in without you having the second factor of authentication. So basically, mm -hmm. you, you get those codes, you print them out and then you delete them. Is that yes. that's yeah. the, the right way to do it? They should okay. not be online because if someone gets those codes, they can log in with your password and the, and the codes. And so Got it. Yeah, so so basically that code works as if it's uh, yeah. the second factor authenticator. I had a few cases yeah. where people were saving the backup codes and the password in a digital file online. <laughs> uh, so oh, on a cloud, you mean? The, the worst case. Okay, got yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so just to, to summarize this before we move on, um, basically... Make sure whenever you are tagged on Twitter, check who you're tagged from, check the links uh, before clicking any links whatsoever. When you do the free, free mint or, or any, any kind of minting, check what you are signing for um, to make sure that you don't allow stuff you're not supposed to allow. Make sure you have 2FA on all your accounts. Um, Preferably through an app, if through an SMS, make sure that, you know, you, you, um, need to physically go there in order to, to clone your card. Uh, otherwise, um, it, it's impossible, you know, it won't be, uh, it's still a vector of attack. Um, and always save the 2FA backup codes, uh, in a physical shape and delete the digital versions. So. Yes. That's where we are Last at the important moment. suggestion. Yeah. Uh, and this is about wallet strategy is, I think, one of the most important suggestions. So you use MetaMask. MetaMask is, uh, is a hot wallet. A hot wallet is a wallet that has the, the uh, private keys exposed to the internet because it is a browser extension. So there is yeah. a problem on your laptop. Uh, you can uh, uh, you can have a problem with your private keys. Uh, so 
uh, that is not the best way to save your cryptos and your your identity as an artist. You should have an hardware wallet. Everyone is saying that, but not many people are doing that. So you need to you should uh, have an hardware wallet where you that you use. If you are an artist, you use that for minting. So your artist wallet should be managed by the uh, the ledger or the treasure or the hardware wallet in general. And then you use your hot wallet, your MetaMask for the risky stuff, for uh, free minting, for Discord, for anything that is risky, you use your hot wallet. If you lose that hot wallet, you don't lose anything important because you should use that for minting risky stuff uh, and that is not your minting if you are an artist or even if you are a collector. You don't trust the site. You don't know who they are. What do you, what do, you do? You mint there. And then once you are 100% sure that what you have minted is correct, is legit, you transfer that NFT into a vault that is an hardware wallet. Yeah. And what is the difference? Uh the um between the vault the let's say the minting uh identity harder wallet and the hot wallet so we we have three levels the vault doesn't have blind signing enabled what does it mean when you uh, when you receive a message in metamask uh, to sign that is interaction with a smart contract that is where the risk usually is because if you don't read the message and the message can also be tricky it doesn't say exactly what he's doing because uh, that is a limitation uh, of metamask so you see that message you approve it on on metamask and then you have a ledger and you approve it in ledger but uh, or in treasure but uh, when you approve it that message uh, on Ledger in particular, as blind signing enabled. That means you can't read the message on the on the device itself. You have to trust what you see on MetaMask. If you have used the Ledger, you know that. You just get code and you have to trust what you see in MetaMask and then you have to appro physically approve it. But mm -hmm. if you approve something that says, uh, take everything, they will take everything even from Ledger. Okay. So that's yeah. the risk. Yeah. So yeah. So so basically, uh, for storing stuff, the hard wallet is the best. There is no risk there to lose your NFTs. But if you interact with, you know, anything digital while minting yeah. or buying or selling or whatever, then when you're signing stuff with your hard wallet, you still need to check the signatures and what actually exactly. you are approving. So, so so that's another so even with hard wallet you can still lose some stuff from the hard wallet if you are approving the wrong things that exactly. you're not supposed to approve. Yes. So what do you do? Uh, you have a vault. The vault is never online and you don't enable blind signing so that you don't interact with smart contracts on that wallet. What do you do? You buy a very valuable NFT. Uh, with your minting wallet, the hot wallet, for example, okay, mm -hmm. 
And in there, there is blind signing everything. It could be on MetaMask, it could be on a hardware wallet if you want, it could be anything. But the, the, the risky part is that there is that uh, signing enabled. There is a possibility to interact with smart contracts. Once you are sure that that is the NFT you wanted and is sure, sure that is legit, you send it out to your vault. And it stays there until you decide that maybe you want to sell it. How do you do that? Because you can't sell if you don't interact with smart contracts. So mm -hmm. you take that NFT, you move it back to your, to your other wallet, mm -hmm. and you list it. Got That's it. Really. So the vault is offline. It's for crypto, for valuable NFT, for everything that is important for you. You never connected to uh, to MetaMask or other other platform. No smart contract interaction. That's the most secure way. You have a, a wallet that used for minting your own art that has interaction with smart contract, but you don't use that for minting. Uh, free mint. other collections <laughs> yeah uh, you, no get it because um, that is yeah yeah so so basically yeah i mean I, I would say like in my mind like the hard wallet is the you know the safe or you know the yeah the safe basically where you just move it and forget about it and close it and you know that it's there and and metamask is your basically i don't know your wallet in your in your pocket that you walk around with um with your credit cards in it or whatever. Uh, so then obviously you don't take like 100K in your pocket and walk around. You you, you, you will rather keep it in a safe or, in, or somewhere else. So uh, what about that hot wallet? I mean, the MetaMask itself, um, there are some cases where people still, you know, even that hot wallet, they somehow... Um, as the second layer of security, sign things through Ledger for their MetaMask wallet, right? Is is that something you would recommend, or it's 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 not something to look for? No, no, no. That is not that is not not how it works. So you you have your seed phrase generate wallet IDs and private keys, a couple of, of those keys. And if that wallet is um, generated and managed by Ledger, uh, you can at one point, imp not import, but connect your Ledger to MetaMask. And people mm -hmm. think if I do that, it's not safe because I can sign something from MetaMask into Ledger, my seed phrase can be shared no, that is not the case at all. If you use an other wallet, the the private key that is everything that you own, a wallet, you need to think a wallet as a, a vault for your private key. That's all. There is nothing else inside. If you look at the size of uh, the, mm, the space taken inside the wallet, is only for that private key, nothing else. So if you use a, a, an other wallet, and even if you connect it to MetaMask, uh, that other, other wallet will never share any secret with MetaMask. It's going to use MetaMask only as a communication tool, like an empty shell to talk to the internet. Instead of uh, using Ledger Live or mm -hmm. Trezor Street, it will use MetaMask, but will never share any secrets with, with that application. Okay, so... Uh, People forget this part 
and that is very risky. They say, okay, but I want to use it with MetaMask, so they import the same seed phrase into MetaMask. The same seed phrase that is on Ledger or Trezor, they put it in. Uh, so, so, so it means that if your MetaMask is hacked, then your Ledger would be hacked as well at the yeah, same time, right? Yeah, exactly. Because they will. Okay, got it. Uh, what you have to do uh, is um, MetaMask, completely new and completely independent seed phrase. So you create generate a completely new wallet. Then you connect your hardware wallet that has a totally different seed phrase. But that will never be shared and is secure because uh, these hardware wallets are built uh, with a, um, a mechanism to auto defend themselves from malware, from attacks. They completely lock as soon as they see a problem. So there is uh, not much risk into using that. You, you can use it uh, safely. There is no way for mm, someone uh, hacking your MetaMask private keys and also hacking Ledger. There is not, not a possibility unless you have done the mistake to put your seed phrase, the Ledger, the seed phrase that should be managed by, seed, by, uh, by Ledger into MetaMask. That's the only case where that is risky. Yeah, I get it. Um, so yeah, so um, let's talk about, I mean, as you said, many artists unfortunately get scammed and it happens. So uh, many still keep their um, NFTs on MetaMask. So as soon as the MetaMask gets kind of drained, um, they lose uh, not only the, the funds that they have generated by selling their own art, but also the the NFTs that they have collected and are still in, in that same wallet. Um, so... I know that, as I said, we started the conversation by saying that, you know, many people come to you when that happens. And and obviously, there are some situations you can help with. And there are some situations, unfortunately, that, you know, nothing can be done anymore. So c can you tell, like, when should someone um, be able to get some help? Uh, and when it's kind of, you know, unfortunately, no one can help them anymore? Yeah. So when that something like that happens, everyone needs help <laughs> because um, the first thing they do is they feel very vulnerable and it's a psychological issue at first. So they need to talk to someone that they trust. They need to get a little bit of, uh, let's say, um, to feel more safe again, yeah. safer again. And uh, even if there is no possibility to recover what they lost, usually if they talk to someone that he knows what uh, they know what they uh, what they do, and they know how to uh, to behave in the space, usually they get the right advices on how to restart and restart in a proper way. So there is always uh, the need for that every mm -hmm. time there is a problem. Then the steps. Uh, let's say that someone calls me. I had around five more than five hundred now wow. artists in one year. Uh, <laughs> I have every <sighs> single type of uh, of issues um, uh, documented. I've documented many of them in the book because I took screenshot and I explain to explain mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, from the screenshot exactly where to look to avoid the problem but yeah. that is to avoid the problem 
uh, now we are talking about recovery. So first thing, uh, we talk about what happened. So what happened exactly? What do you know? Because many people don't even know how. So what do you know and how it happened? And what, what were you doing at the moment when, when that happened? And uh, if they know and they say, I click this link, we check the link, and then we try to understand. Usually, if it's a problem with a link that download a file, a zip file that has some, let's say, um, samples mm-hmm. <laughs> of, uh, of art, really are not samples, are malware. Uh, that is um, the moment when they lose usually the seed phrase because it's saved digitally. Uh, so they lose the configuration of their MetaMask. Uh, they lose the seed phrase. And in the many cases, they have a remote uh, control mechanism installed on the laptop so that the attacker can get all the files from the laptop. They will take everything. And I've, I've seen a case where the attacker could have remote control on the laptop where they can see what the user was doing and uh, there was a, this was last year. Uh, there was a, one of these malware was uh, removing MetaMask from the browser, reinstalling MetaMask, and install a remote control mechanism. Why? Because if you reinstall MetaMask, you have to reimport the seed phrase to use it. Mm. At the same time, there was a very small piece of software that is a keylogger. A keylogger yeah. is something that when you type, it will take everything from you. Everything you type is recorded and send it out through the remote control mechanism. Oh so the person yeah. was opening MetaMask and there was nothing Say, oh, I have to reimport the seed phrase. And so they were reimporting and the keylogger was taking the seed phrase and send it to the scammer. <laughs> this is uh, from uh, a zip file protected by passwords sent through Dropbox. Uh, to an artist f- that was supposed to do that collaboration for three Ethereum. And they lost completely the seed phrase. This, so, this is officially the scariest episode I ever had <laughs> so far. <laughs> oh my God, yeah. Uh, it is not that scary because uh, it's just um, uh, in this case, for example, I analyzed this case from the beginning in the book, exactly how to see it coming. And there are at least 10 different details you can see before getting to that zip file. And they're so evident if you just know where to look. It's very, very simple. So uh, it's scary because you have never looked at that thing. But if you if you check the details, uh, yeah. And they are very simple things. It takes a few seconds to see it. Uh, and you do it like two, three, four times. Yeah. Then it's, you have a gut feeling. As soon as you get that. Skill it's, set. Okay. Yeah, it's a yeah. skill set that gets developed. It's just, you know, the, the scary part is like you you end up realizing that every single step has to be rethought, has to be like paid attention to. And yes. it's like ev- everywhere you turn, you need to be careful because... Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, yeah, it, on each process, uh, p- 
you know, uh, stage, there is something that could happen yeah. if you don't pay attention. So that that yes. is the thing that you you really need to to stay on your toes at all times, um, because again, yeah, I mean, many people are uh, get uh, very um, emotional when they get compliments about yes. their arts. They get super excited, especially now when there is a bear market and the sales are a bit kind of you know harder to get. Uh, some people get desperate and then that desperation can lead them to um uh, illogical very emotional sort of um actions uh which are ideal for social engineering as you as you mentioned so yeah uh yeah um so i i guess it's yeah i i guess the tricky part here is basically to yeah, first of all, to realize that, you know, although the NFT space is very friendly and very nice and, you know, the artists are very helpful, um, there still are bad players in, in the space, unfortunately. So we have to watch out. Not everyone is there just, you know, with the mission to make you happy and send you free mints and make you rich <laughs> and, you know, uh, do collaborations. So so definitely... And good vibes. <laughs> and good vibes and, you know, um, uh, and the whole bag me thing etc yeah it all sounds good but definitely you know make sure that when you do collaborations or when you get those emails just you know you know those people i mean to me apart from everything else even from you know if we go away from the security perspective or scam perspective for me collaboration is such an important and intimate process of you know two artists sort of putting together their thoughts and their creativity etc that I don't even imagine myself sort of you know uh, getting a cold email from someone saying I want to collaborate with you and yes. and I just say yes right exactly. it's just too, I mean you you don't really I mean to to me it's something that that I don't know. It's it's it needs to have a foundation. It has to have a relationship in place. You have to know each other in advance. It's just you can't really just get an email or a message on Twitter and and just jump from joy and and jump into collaboration with a person, right? So 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 that's already something that you know you should be careful for with because even if it's not a scam, but if it's someone whose reputation at the moment or in the future is not going to be good, it's already a risk for your brand reputation as an artist, yeah. right? So and it's very also common um, people that uh, they say they are someone, but they are not really in uh, real life. And how do you avoid that? Very, very simple. You ask for a Zoom call. Mm-hmm. You ask to have a Zoom call where people have a video chat. and. Most of the scammer, they will not come to a Zoom call. They don't want to be identified. And but you say, I want if we want to collaborate, mm-hmm. then I I need to know who I'm working with. And yeah. there are a number of women in the space that are not really women, and uh, they they pretend to be women. And all they... our dev team are female <laughs> developers working on this yes. project, exactly. including the yeah, including the founder, like female led NFT PFP, whatever. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And then uh, you you understand that uh, no one have ever uh, heard them talk, 
they go to Twitter space and they stay in the audience or if they are on stage, they never talk. And you have to realize why, why they never want to use their voice. Now with uh, iPhone, you can change your voice, but you can see, you can hear that he's a fake voice. <laughs> so I mean, to, to me, like, even if it's female, but they don't talk uh, or, you know, they don't engage, uh, it's already a bit fishy. Like, yes. you know, if you've got nothing to hide, why don't you just show up and, and engage with the community, right? To Like, you know, I, I know there are many introverted people, but I feel like even they do participate a little bit. Um, there are even different spaces just for introverts where they feel very comfortable and cozy and, and they do participate. So, so yeah. yeah, I mean, the identity part, especially I think it's very important you mentioned this because in this space, being anonymous, being behind avatar, you know, not not sharing your identity, not saying who you are is so common and normal uh, somehow, right? Um, that uh, that's another layer, another comfort zone for for scammers later on to to use. Uh, yeah. And I do understand the temptation. Like many legit people are hiding their identities for various reasons, and I do get it for sure. Um, there are lots of security issues just you know for for them not to be identified many people are working in different places where you know if they show up on twitter and share their own personal opinions that may affect their career for example or many people um are very very rich collectors you know who have so much money that you know if they know who they are where they live etc that may be an issue so i do get all the reasons why people may hide behind avatars uh, and and not share their identity. But even those who do, if they engage and participate with the community, we don't know who they are exactly, but we know what kind of people they are, right? We know their personality. We we sort of, you know, we, we can detect a little bit whether it's genuine or not with the time, especially if they stick around for quite a long time, right? So, but yeah. I do agree, like that whole... Um, uh, I'm I'm this monkey or I'm this, uh, you know, cartoon character or I'm, I'm this kind of, you know, uh, painted woman kind of thing is is a bit tricky because you, you can't, I mean, you can't really spend so much time just digging deep and, and looking into every single Twitter account. It's just not feasible. It's not <laughs> realistic, right? <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> yes. But I so, think, um, uh, yeah, go ahead. Sorry, uh, no, no, let's finish this because I wanted to go back to your original question. That was, okay, uh, yeah, so yeah. I was just saying that sometimes it's, it's better to maybe uh, miss out on opportunity or leave some money on the table rather than risking, you know, losing it all because your wallet will be drained as a result. So, you know, sometimes yes. you just need to step back and, and miss out some potential opportunities if you feel like they might be risky. Exactly. Yes. And uh, so going back, uh, first thing, understand how that happened. Uh, if it's a virus, uh, usually the virus uh, will look for the seed phrase. So if you get compromised uh, and you, you see an Ethereum transaction that you didn't sign uh, and you see NFTs and Ethereum going out from the wallet and you click the, uh, 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 you installed a virus on your laptop is 
you probably lost your seed phrase because it's saved digitally. So never save the seed phrase digitally. And, and there are so many other steps that you can uh, you can use to avoid to install that malware, but uh, having a, an antivirus is also a deterrent, let's say, is not 100% always uh, okay, but it can help you, it can, it can help. And then, uh, so this is one type of problem. Another type of problem that is very, very common nowadays and, and even the experts don't know. Uh, I've, I've heard a few Twitter spaces where there were these experts helping people that got scammed that were saying the wrong thing. Um, the free minting and the approval for uh, for transaction on, uh, on, on smart contracts and NFTs is not a compromisation of the wallet. That is a permission on the wallet. And a permission is signed by you and can be revoked by you. So you can go to safety again. You didn't lose your seed phrase. You didn't lose your private key. You just gave permission and you can revoke it. You don't there is an app for it, the right? World. There is a special uh, Etherscan. Dap. <laughs> Etherscan. Oh, through Etherscan directly. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, no one knows. Uh, people know about um, revoke.cash. Yeah. It's a website. It's managed by a team. that And they do that. I prefer to use Etherscan because I trust Ethereum <laughs> and uh, I, I prefer to use that. But sometimes there so are So is it like direct that... interaction with the smart contract through Etherscan? That's what you're doing, right? No, what Without... you do, you, uh, it's very simple. You know, in Etherscan, if you put your wallet ID, it will tell you all the transactions that yeah. you did with that wallet. Yeah. Uh, if you go to the menu at the top, you go to, to more, there is a tool that is called uh, token approval. It's token oh, yeah. approval checker. So you go to that tool, you put the wallet ID, the same as you do on the homepage, and it will tell you every single permission that you signed for your wallet. Divide it into three tabs. There is ERC20, uh, 721, and 1155. So two types of NFTs and the ERC20. On each tab, you see the line of every approval that you sign. What you need to worry about is um, there is a column uh, that is called spender approval. The mm -hmm. spender is what you need to worry about. If the spender is OpenSea and you have listed your NFTs, that's fine because OpenSea needs to have that permission yeah. to sell for you. But if you see a wallet ID that you don't know, with without any name is not looks rare is is not open sea is not foundation or super rare at that point you need to worry because that is something that usually is a scammer so if you don't know why that permission has been set you don't use that platform or is a permission that you used in the past and you don't need it anymore very simply there is a button at the top it says connect you connect your wallet and then you click on revoke once you click on revoke, you pay gas, but you paid gas also to, to um, approve the permission. So you have yeah. to pay gas again to revoke it. You pay gas, the permission is gone. At that point, maybe you lost an NFT due to this, but at that point, they can't take anymore. So it's safe again. So you go back to safety. And uh, this is extremely common. And people, they abandon wallet 
just because of this, because they don't know. And mm-hmm. I've seen specialists, uh, what they call that, the experts in the space that are saying, no, you have to create a new wallet. No, no, it's not true. It's only if you lose the private key. That not reminds me. Yeah. That definitely reminds me of another point. Um, there are loads of quote-unquote experts in the field who give advice and who know everything, uh, but do due diligence on who you listen to as well because there are scammers who give you specifically the wrong advice to do the wrong things and to approve the wrong things so they can get your stuff easier. So please make sure that when you, you go for an advice or when you listen to recommendations you make sure that you know who is it coming from and that it's a real expert knowing what they are talking about because even if they are not scammers there are some people who just don't know that stuff well enough and may just you know by uh, by not knowing well enough give you the wrong advice so that's another thing you have to look to Uh, if you're not sure about who you're getting advice for, just look around, ask around, make sure that, you know, you get some um, recommendations and some sort of, you know, endorsement from different people saying the same name so you know that it's legit. Uh, only then go ahead and do stuff related to your wallet um, because sometimes the recommendation, the, the advice may be completely the opposite so yeah yes yes definitely so um this is uh extremely common so at, at that point you have identified the source and there are these two main cases there are also others but let's talk about the majority and uh in the second case you have already revoked the permissions now you you want to try to get back your nfts <laughs> usually and um, there is this common idea in uh, in crypto and in NFT in particular that uh, the laws don't apply, uh, but it's not true because the laws apply to any goods. Uh, if someone steals a car and they resell it uh, in US or in UK, for example, uh, who buys the car has to return it. Mm-hmm. There is no way that I have to pay to get my car stolen car back. So yeah. this is the law. And the same law applies to NFTs, but people don't know. So this is the uh, still, uh, this is very, very early. But if you go with the law, this is how it should work. There is a difficulty that comes from uh, being anonymous, but there is also a legal way to get uh the exchange information for that account. And if you refill your your wallet with uh, Binance, for example, or Coinbase, there is a way to understand who who Mm. is the current owner of that wallet. So um, there are this, let's say, legit way to do it. And uh, if you manage to do that, that's the best way. Mm -hmm. And uh, there are lawyers that are experts in NFTs, I work with a group of them that are really, really good in uh, specialized in different countries as well. And uh, we are moving finally <laughs> on this on this part. So nice. it's evolving. Um, but most of the time, what happens is that uh, the criminal uh, wants to sell what they stole immediately. 
because they know that they are going to be banned. So Flagged. they're going to yeah. be on an open sea. Mm -hmm. And so if you really have the money to buy back, uh, you can negotiate. You can negotiate a very good price that is uh, low below the floor price. And but you you can do it with the scammer itself. Do you want to do that? Do you really want to give money back to someone that just stole from you? It depends. Uh, from me, I've never paid uh, a scammer back. I don't want to do that. Is uh, against my ethical values because sometimes behind those groups there are really really nasty organizations uh, from let's say different countries and different uh, different uh, set of values from what I believe into. And so I don't want to pay because I I think they are going to use the money for very nasty stuff that uh, mm -hmm. is against uh, humanity. But um, it depends on how much value has that NFT for you. If it's really, really a sentimental value, you don't want to buy another one and you mm -hmm. don't want to uh, seek legal advice uh, and try to do that in that way, you can evaluate to negotiate. And this is a way. There is another way that is very difficult and is really, really difficult to do. And you need to be very skilled, but it's also risky. That is to counter social engineer the scammer. <laughs> oh, wow. Scamming the scammer. <laughs> exactly. But you need to be an expert. It's risky because you don't know who is behind that. And so... That is also a different way to do it, but it's not. I don't. I don't suggest this for an artist to do it. It's okay. Not. Got it. So okay. yeah, I mean, it, it's been a really valuable conversation. I think, like you know, I I rarely write show notes for uh, you know. I just put several <laughs> bullet points about this is what we spoke about, and then go and listen to the podcast. But uh, I I think for this one, I'll probably need to have like detailed show notes with a blog post just explaining everything because I think it's 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 going to be very very useful for for the audience for sure. And easier to grasp. Um, but uh, since recovering stuff is so complex and so problematic, uh, I think uh, just reading your book and just, you know, figuring out prevent. how to make sure to prevent and make sure that you, you know, you decrease the risk that it happens to you is already like, you know, uh, most of the job done. So I think that's, that's the thing. So I'll have the show notes of whatever we covered here, but definitely there are loads of different resources that you should dive into, including Simona's book. I, I'll put the link in the show notes as well. So you can check that out as well on OpenSea. Um, and I think just, yeah, educating yourself and just, you know, it's always better to learn on other people's mistakes in this case and sort of, you know, checking the different scenarios, different cases, seeing how you can avoid those situations. And uh, because as, as Simona mentioned, uh, NFTs don't only have like, you know, financial value, they have emotional value, they have certain sort of elements. Uh, even if you lost a board ape and can buy another one, you, you probably won't be able to buy exactly that 
that one and and you know um they are non you know this stuff is non-fungible so you can't really replace it with something else right so that's the whole point of it they are unique so when you lose it uh yeah you can get uh, another doodle or another world of women but it won't be exactly the one that that was yours so um so preventing it is is the best way to go and and yeah, I just I I think already with these hints, you can go back and look at what you're doing and how you're doing things, and already sort of you know change the the behavior and and add your prevention sort of additional steps. Um, but if you dive in even more, I'm sure there is a lot more to talk about and to oh, yeah. to dive into for sure. So um, so yeah, I just uh, I guess I'll just send everyone to to the book and uh and yeah i if unfortunately something does happen to you i mean um yeah i'll talk simona as well on, on twitter <laughs> or um uh, what's the best way to get in touch with you yeah definitely yeah, twitter is, is a good is a good way and um yeah via dm uh, is okay my D, my all my dms are open on any platform <laughs> okay so awesome so yeah many so people you... are asking are, are closing them for me i i like to see also the scammer come yeah to my DMs no mine before. are open too and i'm getting all these scam messages as well <laughs> oh, yes. uh, which it's which fine. i'm ignoring obviously uh but uh but yeah no because like uh if i close them then i'm losing opportunity to 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 get real messages from yeah. real people so yeah mine are exactly. open too so yeah uh, so yeah Definitely. Just uh, go ahead and dive into this whole thing. This is serious, guys. It's just not, you know, it's uh, if you are serious about, I don't know, like keeping your credit card pin uh, safe or, you know, um, not walking around with tons of cash uh, in you know alone in, at night or whatever i think it's i don't know what it is about nfts and crypto maybe because it's not tangible or something but i feel like you know the same common sense that you guys have with your finances in real life on on that traditional side of things even if you had that on this side, that would already be more than man- many how many behave at the moment. Um, so just just realize that it's real and it's 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 yeah. as serious as your bank account or credit card or or anything else out there. So it's even so- more because uh, the difference is that right now we are our own bank. So if you if you go to a bank and the bank get robbed, there is an insurance and you get your money back. If you get if you lose your private key, no one is going to pay you back. So it's even even more important to be safe and to and to stay safe and to behave in a proper way and to yeah. build that gut feeling that will help you to see when there is an issue. So yeah, and one one last thing I I would like to to uh, suggest if you if you bought my book, I I I also offer because some people they read it but then they have a lot of questions so mm-hmm. i offer a, a, a personal uh, one-to-one discussion like the one we are doing right now but in private <laughs> so uh, where you can ask me any question that you have and maybe find a better strategy for the case 
And uh, I've, I've done a, a, a few of them uh, and it's really, really interesting. And also uh, the percentage of people that do that, uh, that get scanned afterwards is uh, till now zero. So no one has been scammed since uh, that discussion and what we do together and the work we do together and the support that, uh, that we have. So till now, finger crossed, has been extremely successful uh, from September to now. And uh, I'm very, very happy to continue to help people in this way. It's much more satisfying to not get in that situation where you have to recover stuff. So I yeah. suggest to, to do that. Yeah, definitely. Very important mission. I think it's 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 very important to make sure that people stay safe here. Uh, most of the people work super hard to get those NFTs or to get, uh, you know, the um, the crypto for uh, that they get from their art. Uh, so it's very sad to see when things go wrong. So definitely, um, you know, safety is important, and also the safer this space becomes, and the more educated people are the the you know uh the more inclined would others be to to come into this space because i think yeah like yes. you know many are scared because they know that all this is happening and they they just don't feel that they they will be able to deal with it so um so yeah a very good mission um i wish success to your dao um I hope it it goes well and it grows and uh, and it's uh, it helps and educates more people in the space. Thank you. Thank you Thank Annie. It's been a very you. interesting discussion and lovely time. Thank you yeah. so much. For Thank you so much everything. for your time. I really appreciate it and uh, yeah, I'm sure we'll meet on Twitter. <laughs> okay, <course>. so <laughs> everyone who watched, thank you very much for watching and I'll see you in the next episode. That's all that I had for you today. Thank you very much for listening. I truly appreciate every single one of you. If you enjoyed the episode, please subscribe to the podcast and leave a review because that would help the podcast grow. And to make sure that you're up to date with my articles as well, please subscribe to my newsletter at annealexander.com backward slash NFT rebels. Take care and I'll meet you in the next episode.